Red leather, yellow leather, 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 red leather, Double doinks and sackles. Mansplaining football so you do not have to. My name is Travis. I am Fernando. And we are back after three weeks of a hiatus. I think we said that last time. It was three weeks. You know, not a lot to talk about until the season actually starts. I mean, there's stuff to talk about, but... We're waiting for the season to start, get some picks in, do all this stuff. But uh, the last few weeks, we've had uh, some... More information come out, a couple uh, more terrible players, or at least one more terrible puncher who uh, is no longer in the game. Uh, but do you want to start off with some more of a Watson rant? Yeah, I'm going to close this off, man, because um, I don't think there's anything else to be said about it after this, uh, if we're, we're still going to watch football. Uh, Deshaun Watson is a piece of shit human being. Um, the NFL, you know, obviously went back uh, and tried to get another suspension for him. I was actually reading earlier today that over half the owners were actually advocating for him to, to have less than a year suspension, uh, which makes me think that maybe it's just because of their own transgressions by this point uh, that they're trying to protect themselves to create the standard, uh, which Goodell himself said was unprecedented. At the end of the day, Deshaun Watson gets 11 games conveniently coming back to play the Houston Texans on his first game back. Uh, Can you call it a revenge game if they just didn't want him there anymore? I mean, it's always a revenge game if it's a new team, but bringing him back, I mean, uh, I know it's a ways away. We don't know what's going to happen, but I'll say Houston wins that game. I I feel like 11 (laughs) games is oddly specific, where you just could have gone with 12 or 16 or even the full 17 by this point. 11 seems way too uh, specific to actually bring him back against the Houston Texans. Listen, this is what it comes down to. Deshaun Watson sexually assaulted 30-plus women. Uh, He never admitted any wrongdoing. He never apologized about it. Once he came back and once the sentencing was handed down, I think it was like 11 games and like a $6 million suspension that they're going to donate to whatever organization they feel is, is, is due. At the end of the day, the NFL fucked up on this one. Big time. 100%. Like they had the chance to actually say that we give a shit about what's going on right now, and they didn't. And like I, I still am so infuriated by the fact that Deshaun Watson is able to play this season uh, let alone the fact that when the, the sentencing came down, when the judgment came down, the man still didn't admit any wrong. And I don't, I don't understand how you give a man 11 games and he still says, like, I didn't do anything wrong. When you're settling out of court for so much, when it's, the evidence is there for so much, fuck Deshaun Watson. I, I really hope that this blows up in the Browns' face. I hope the Cleveland Browns regret the guaranteed contract that they gave him. Uh, I, there should be more ramifications on the Cleveland Browns for giving him uh, an entire season's worth of salary that just let him uh, have no financial responsibility uh, for it. And and you know what? After this, man, like I'm, I'm done with the Deshaun Watson stuff. Uh, I, I think whoever listens to this podcast, if you listen to it at all, the NFL fucked up. Deshaun Watson is a piece of shit. Uh, I don't think he should ever see the field again. And when he does, I hope that every single fan base gives him the warm welcoming 
that the Jacksonville Jaguar fans gave him during the preseason. And what did they do? You sick fuck. He also that said was... no means no. For the PG version. Right. In the children's section. Yeah, the children's section. Well, there were some more pieces of shit out there. Uh, punt, San Diego State punter. Uh, what did he have? A 90-yard punt in the preseason? He was like some punting god? It, and was, then... it was like an 85-yard punt. He was definitely there. He was the punt god is what they called him. Uh, uh, the man had uh, just a leg uh, made of gold by this point that could just boot a ball. Uh, turns out he, he raped... A 17-year-old girl gang-raped, actually. Right? Allegedly? Allegedly. Allegedly. Whether or not it's alleged or not, uh, a 21-year-old man had sex with a 17-year-old woman. Um, The Buffalo Bills knew about this in July. They chose to cut him in August, at the end of August, once it started actually coming out, uh, once the settlements didn't go through. Um, It turns out uh, Areza's parents uh, were trying to settle out of court. He was trying to settle the court. No one has disputed the fact uh, that he had sex with a 17-year-old girl. Um, the, the, the facts of the matter and the, the things that happened that night are terrible things if you read them. Yeah, um, they're not, and, uh, and whether that's true or not, uh, obviously courts will decide because it sounds like it's probably going to go to trial at some point. Uh, but regardless of that, a 21-year-old man had sex with a 17-year-old high school student at Grossmont High School. Um, and the Bills cut him, which is more than what the NFL could say that they did to Deshaun Watson. Who had multiple. Well, a couple of uh, terrible things to talk about early on. Should we move? go on to uh, some roster moves? Let's some, get into some uh, roster moves, man. I'm you know, sorry a little about more, that. Uh, a little more positive vibes coming out. Um, uh, one of the things I love that's happened the last couple of weeks, uh, Jalen Rager. Is it Rieger? Rager. 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 He uh, drafted, I believe, one spot ahead of Justin Jefferson. And uh, I believe it was Jimmy the Stat Boy telling me this earlier today. Uh, the Vikings draft room started cheering when Philly took Rhaegar instead of Jefferson. Because the Vikings wanted Jefferson the whole time. And we gave up a seventh round and I think like a 2023 conditional... It's like a six, six yeah, or something like that. Something. Yeah, yeah. But we're getting to... I mean, there were five receivers taken ahead of Justin Jefferson in that draft. And uh, we're gonna get the other one of the five, and he's and give, we're giving him nothing. Like we're getting him for nothing. Um, not saying he's a good receiver. Like he's not that great of an NFL receiver because that's why we're giving up nothing for him. But I think it's funny that we are getting him, or the Vikings are getting him, and it's it's a beautiful thing. Well, I don't know if it's like nothing to be honest with you. I mean, like if you look at Amari Cooper getting traded for like a fifth round pick, right? Maybe sixth round. Draft a pick swap. There you go. Uh, if if that's what you're going with by this point, I think like getting a first round talent just a few years after he's been drafted by that point, mm-hmm. uh, a guy that you know you guys would have taken. If Justin if Justin Jefferson is taken off the board by the Eagles, maybe you take him by this point because you want the wide receiver. You guys like Jefferson, everything like that. I think it's a great move from the Vikings. Uh, I think he's going to fit in well with the offense. I think having uh, you know. JJ and Thielen, by Thielen that point, both. with with the offense that we're expecting to have this year from the Vikings, I think it's a great move by that point. I love it. Uh, one of the moves I was actually surprised to see Sony Michelle uh, getting cut, going to the Chargers. Um, he practiced today, I think, for the first time. I think it's going to be a great move having him in the backfield with uh, Jackson and Eckler by that point, just having another solid Third. running back. Yeah, um, you know, who's not a stud. Uh, he's not he's, at all. he's nothing incredible, but. I, I don't see how that's a bad move for the Chargers. The biggest running back one 
there's two stories that I'm that I'm I'm following right now. Um, you have uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, seen hobbling around the field uh, after the he tore his left ACL last year. Uh, Mike Davis is now promoted. They signed Kenyon Drake. They still have Justice in there. Uh, how are you feeling about the the, the, the Ravens backfield right now? Uh, they're they're yeah they're they're not they can't stay healthy. I don't know what it is about the Ravens or if they just pick these guys who are. You know, so fragile. I mean, they're always like, and maybe they rushed him back. I mean, you know, these guys want to play right away. The coaches have to like, coaches and doctors like, look, let's take a step back. Like, let's wait till we're fully healed. And uh, the fact that he's already limping and he's still out there, uh, still out there practicing. I mean, it seems like if it, if it is that knee, like this is all speculation. If it is that knee, like, you know, hold him out. Like, let it heal. He's never gonna be. He won't be able to play again ever if he did. Uh, just going to keep rupturing it. I, I mean, you know, one of the things that you look at uh, from fantasy perspective right now, J.K. Dobbins is going off the board like the third round. Yeah. Uh, right now, people have been drafting him. Way I mean, too early do for you, my taste. Do you hold off right now? And do, I mean, do you draft him still, knowing that the talent's there, uh, but knowing that maybe he's not 100% at week one? I don't think so, because if he's... If he's still practicing, I, I'm guessing he didn't have any preseason play. I didn't watch any of the Ravens' preseason games. No, he definitely wasn't playing. Right yeah, now. he's if he's still limping out there, I mean, maybe a later round, third round, like your first five or six picks, you're not picking someone to like help you in the middle of the season. You want to start winning right away. So picking him that high, knowing there's a big question mark, I mean, it could pay off. You know, maybe he'll be fine, and it's maybe maybe he was faking it just to you know. Get people like us talking about get it. Get a little bit of talks about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and the other running back, and the final running back we'll talk about today, is uh, going to be Trey Sermon. Ah, yes. Uh, the third round pick last year for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, a lot of people uh, were a little bit wary about drafting Elijah Mitchell in fantasy football because of the, the backfield share that he was going to have with a lot with of people. Sir, yeah. Especially with Sermon, uh, who the, the Niners apparently seemed high on. Um, he gets cut uh, just today, I believe. Um, so, I mean, obviously he's going to land somewhere. He had the injury last year. But there's something that the Niners had to see last year that Trey Sermon is not the guy to keep on a roster spot. What do you think that is? Miss Jimmy the Stat Boy is the 49er expert. So why, why, why would they cut him? They really didn't trust him at all last year. Like Every time he started a game, like if Mitchell was hurt, they play him and they just go... Um, is there anyone else that we can have running here? Because Did he have, is it just like hitting the holes? Is it he just, fumbling? It just doesn't seem like he hit the holes, knew how to juke the juke the tackles or anything. He just was, they didn't have the trust of Kyle Shanahan at all during the whole season. And it's, right. it's carried into this season. He gets the first team reps in preseason. And they've had like a good number of rookie running backs. Well, that seems, that seems yeah. like the thing. You, if you're of taking first, if you're taking reps in preseason games... And you're at if like most starting running backs are not even touching the field. If you're the, especially if you're the starter, I mean I know Derrick Henry didn't take any. Delvin Cook, I mean nobody is putting their premier running backs, their number one guys, something maybe not even their number twos out there just to like, like keep Antonio them fresh. Like Antonio Gibson's doing good yeah, reps in the preseason. Now, yeah, you're not really there's second or third string at best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I think Trey Sermon is going to land somewhere. Obviously, oh yeah, uh, he's got a lot of talent behind. Yeah, Baltimore. 
There you go. I mean, they did just sign Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. That seems a little desperate, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, they still have premier running back Mike Davis. As that well is true out there. So you gotta you gotta wonder premier running back. Can Mike he? Davis. Finish off that, but uh, along well, with the Niners, I'll say yeah. More 49er news. Uh, Jimmy G, your boy, is going to stick around this season and play backup to Mr. Trey Lance. I think uh, you have something you want to say about that, Mr. Statboy. What does Jimmy G know about the organization that they just can't get rid of him? Well, nobody wanted him. He, he, he knows something. He knows some dirt, right? Is because that what you think it is? You got some conspiracy going conspiracy. on? Conspiracy. I don't understand this. You 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 trade three first round picks. You jump the order to get Trey Lance, and you still last year they even have trust to give him like some kind of practice out there. Jimmy G does not even get you the Super Bowl. I don't really honestly, as a Niner fan, them going to champion the conference championship game was like a surprise. I was not expecting him to get that far. He wasn't going to get the Super Bowl at all, and I just—he did get I, you there the one time. So and he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. So we also we also don't know what the uh, the the money factor is with him restructuring his deal because right. I think he was due like almost like twenty five or twenty six yeah, million. Yeah, and he's only getting year. seven million this year. So I mean, restructuring. He's like, yeah, he's, getting, he's still the highest paid backup in the league. He is, and um, it, it, because his restructuring, it, it becomes more enticing to trade midseason because someone's going to get hurt. That's Probably. yeah. Maybe they're just waiting for and they're just a quarterback trying to, like, to get hurt. Make it make it better. They have tenth, the tenth highest salary, biggest salary cap they can work with this this year if they want to do something else. So it, I I was also reading something that the Seahawks became very interested in Jimmy G. Yeah, they didn't like want to cut week. him. They didn't want him to cu- cut him, so he would just go walking to Seattle. Yeah, and so I think I think by restructuring the deal, actually, I I think I think it's a great move. Uh, we still don't know who Trey Lance is. I mean, he could be fantastic. He could be subpar. Who but, knows? Who knows? Yeah. Again, he all preseason he's been working on the side. He hasn't been in team meetings. He hasn't got the updated part of the playbook. Phil, he probably knows the playbook, and it just—I don't understand what they're doing. But I mean, but, but it looks. I understand from a team aspect to have like insurance and in case Lance is not good or something, or he's taking too long to get get better. So. If you want that floor of mediocrity with Jimmy G at this point, fine. But I'm not happy. I'd rather Trey Lance learn. I just see Kyle Shanahan sitting over there looking at Jimmy G on the sidelines, like not doing anything, and just being like, why can't I quit you? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, back to my first question, what does he know about Kyle Shanahan or the whole organization? I mean, at the end of the day, who knows? Uh, Jimmy G, though, solid backup uh, to have. Uh, the guy could definitely start in at least – three teams that I could think of right now off the top of my head uh, had he gone there. Uh, I, had he not gave himself shoulder surgery to fix whatever ailed him. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, probably getting the shoulder surgery probably might be the best thing that he could do uh, to get himself healthy and ready to go again. Uh, keep himself out of practice. By this point, we have a lot of hold-ins, hold-outs. Um, I don't know what you call him by this point. He's, yeah, he, he was just, because he's under contract, worth way too much. I don't know. It's uh, it'll be definitely a, his last season because he allegedly we thought is, that no this is this is actually his last year of the contract that he signed for that six and a half million with incentives if he becomes starter gets starter reps and stuff. But he I'm is, confused. He, he can walk next year because I've heard like he been tr- they've been trying to like get a third round pick for him. Now that they've re-signed him for this restructured contract, 
If he walks, he gets a third. They get a third round conditional. So pretty much he restructured because he was going to get cut. So, and he probably wasn't going to make that much anywhere else. So he just took what he could get. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They, they just essentially went, give us a third round. We're going to trade you Jimmy G. If you don't, we'll still sign him and we'll get a third round conditional. If he walks. Actually, I think the concert, the, the the contract restructuring by this point actually helps them to be able to trade him much better. He's got a no trade clause, but that could be waived at any time. Yeah. Um. So like you know maybe. Seattle doesn't get him this year or something like that. But the, with a third-round conditional pick, I didn't know that was part of it. With that, I think that he's actually more enticing to be able to trade for now with like maybe like $7 million a year as opposed to 26 or $25 million a yeah, year that's what it was. Uh, to be able to get that. And so to be able to get him now for a third-round pick and $7 million uh, for a team that maybe loses a quarterback through the season or is hungry for one, who knows what Zach Wilson's going to do. Zach Wilson is still injured. Joe Flacco is going to be starting from there, out there. Um, I I don't see the Niners trading him to Seattle. Oh, absolutely um, not. You don't trade. You don't want to do that to a division. Like let your help your division. And plus, he's got the inside. Like he can help the coaches. He can help you know help the whole team out with just that information when you play a divisional let, rival. Old let's, man Pete Carroll. Find, let, find him, find let's him. say yeah. let's say that Matt Jones ends up kind of shitting the bed this year, right? Jacoby Brissett. Uh, maybe. Just maybe by that point, you trade him over to back to New England for, for a third round pick. They don't care about their picks by this point. They're yeah. just gonna trade him for whatever. I've heard that. Or Tampa's maybe you trade him for the eleven games that you're gonna get without Deshaun Watson there. That piece of shit. I mean, I'm gonna stop saying his name on yeah. the podcast. By the way, I'm just gonna refer just to say him as that a piece, piece of shit. shit. Yeah, we yeah. know who you're well, talking about. Tampa's also looking for someone beyond Brady. Who knows when that might be? So they're also they are they are. I think I've heard some different other like. Football analysts talk about what if Jameis goes down? Yeah. You know, again, he's he's, yeah. he's playing on a. What are you talking about? They got Taysom Hill. Oh. Uh, book, though. No. And then uh, some some news out of uh, Carolina. Baker Mayfield, you know, getting a little ramped up to play his former team. Um, well, he's now denying. I'm sure you've all heard this. He's denying the fact that he said he's going to fuck the Browns up, and he's saying I didn't say that. How do you feel about that? I mean, well, if, no, I'm Baker Mayfield, if I'm Baker Mayfield, if I'm Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you say that. You were unhappy with them. They, he got you the, your first playoff win in almost three decades. And it got you all the way. They were a fourth down away from having a shot to go to the Super Bowl. And it, he got injured last year. He wasn't as sharp as he was. And like they just kicked him to the curb for a sexual assaultist. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if Baker's saying that, yeah. That you fuck them up, Baker. They wanted an adult. So that's why they got rid at, of Baker. At the end of the day, uh, Baker is all about emotion. Like we've we've known that since like his college days, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, I a hundred percent believe that he said it. Like if he wants to walk it back now for PR concerns or anything like that, maybe he wants to get back on the State Farm commercials or uh, still want that last one. You know who knows, man. You know, uh, keep pounding, right? Um, at the end of the day, I think by bringing Baker back and like, I mean, he could retract his statements all his wants. I believe 100% he said it. My biggest thing that I saw with that was Miles Garrett. Uh, when Miles Garrett reacted to those comments, and he's like, Baker has every right to feel the way he does. He plays with emotion, and I respect it. If that's what he feels like he wants to do, like, good on him. A former teammate saying that about your, your former, you know, number one by this point, mm-hmm. your quarterback by this point, I respect that. I think Baker Mayfield is going to make. I mean, if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, and Baker Mayfield is That's able to play F. even above average from like normal Baker Mayfield standards, 
I think that the, the, the Panthers are absolutely going to be like a wild card contender uh, in the NFC. We shall see. Defense is all right, but uh, strong words right there. All right, I think we are getting there to our getting to our break right now. We're going to be talking um, our week one picks coming up next. We're right there, everybody. The season is about to start. We can't wait. Uh, we will be back right after these messages. Hey, Fernando. I've actually been looking for some good seafood lately. Uh, can you recommend a place right here? Well, here in sunny San Diego, the best seafood in town is Pete's Seafood and Sandwiches right on 30th Street in the southern part of North Park. At Pete's Seafood, they have lobster bisque every Monday, a Tuesday daily special, and you can get your own lobster roll or any other seafood seven days a week. Pete's Seafood, you can even show up and kick it at the bar with Cornelius. He's always in there. Watch some sports, have a beer. Pete's Seafood. The best. I'm not gonna lie to you, Fernando. Pete actually uh, actually catered uh, Sarah and I's tenth uh, ten year anniversary for our wedding. Uh, he is one of the best people I know. Uh, Cornelius is fantastic. The entire staff down there is amazing. I cannot recommend them enough. Uh, Pete's seafood, man, just go down and get it. Try them out, everybody. Thirty three eighty two Thirtieth Street. That's in San Diego, California. Nine two one zero four. Let's take a break. And hear a message from a sponsor. And we're back. Once again, I am Fernando. I am Travis. We are going to go over the week one picks for the 2022 NFL season. And uh, there are a lot of great games up here. A lot of division rival games. A lot of uh, just revenge games. Uh, we're going to go over them one by one. We're going to start off Thursday Night Football, the first game of the week. September 8th, uh, we got the Bills at the uh, Super Bowl defending champion Rams. Bills at Rams. Buffalo looking at two and a half point favorites in this one. I think uh, that was a little uh, surprising. I thought it'd be closer to, you know, a little edge of the Rams being at home. But um, this is going to be a great game. Two high scoring offenses. They made a lot of good moves in the offseason. I am going to, uh, I think I'm going to go with the Bills in this one. I think Buffalo is the best team in the AFC. Uh, the Rams are top three in the NFC. I don't know. We'll see. You know, we got the. I know they won the Super Bowl, but we still we got Brady. We got Brady and the Bucks. Uh, you know, we got Cousins and the Vikings. I'm just kidding. But you know, you got Mahomes. You got Herbert. You know, <laughs> I am gonna go. Or wait, that was going to AFC. You also got I'm, I'm gonna go Bills in this one, and uh, they'll win by a field goal. They'll cover that spread. Uh, so I, I I hear you, man. I think the Bills are. I think they're angry. I think they're they're ready uh, to to finally like really make the move. I mean, I, I just see the the image of Stephon Diggs watching like teams celebrate mm-hmm. uh, the championship game uh, with him sitting on the sideline watching and everything like that. Um, as much as I believe in that, I, I got to go with the Super Bowl champs here, man. I got to go with the Rams. They haven't done anything um, to get worse in the off season. Uh, Matt Stafford, just one more season now in with that offense. Uh, who knows if uh, if they're going to sign Beckham? They might sign Beckham as well. He's still that, out there. That would be insane. Nobody man. wants him, it seems. But could he's you imagine still that? A Robinson, Beckham, like Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson by this point. And there uh, are some uh, rumors about Stafford maybe having a little like tr- uh, trouble with his throwing arm. But uh, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm, I'm going to take the Rams, man. I have to take the Rams week one. I got to go with the defending champs by this point. All uh, right, Jim G, the stat boy. Who you got? I got the Bills. Bills. Got all right. Bills. 
next up on the list, uh, on my first list over here, I have the uh, Jaguars versus the Washington football team. You jump right into your Jaguars. I mean, it's right here on the top of my list. Fair you enough, can, fair you enough. See it. We'll it is. We'll allow it. So, well, is, are you logged in under your team so your team shows up first? Probably. All right, that's what it is. But at the end of the day, the Jags uh, initially opened up at four, four and a half point underdogs. Uh, it's moved down to three point underdogs. This is a Carson Wentz revenge game. If you want to go offensive line by this point, it's a Norwell versus Scherf revenge game by this point. <laughs> well, did, that is. No one did you does sneeze? That, what right? Scherf? Scherf. Scherf. Um, by this point, um, I think the Jags are going to come out hot. I think the defense is looking good. I think the backfield with Brian Robinson, unfortunately, getting shot. I, I, I wish the best for this man. Do you think that's why the point spread uh, went down a little it, bit? It I might mean, have. It, 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 off like, the field uh, distractions who, could be bringing it down by this point. But uh, I, I think Ron Rivera will have his team prepared to play. I'm going to pick the Jags coming in week one on the road, taking over. I'm not going to lie. This is a tricky one for me. Like it's because um, I'm not a believer at all in Carson Wentz. Um, I like. Uh, Rivera is the coach. It's a home game, but I just feel like I mean the Commanders had a lot of off, you know, off season uh, issues come up as well. I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you. I'll say Jacksonville starts off. I mean they've started off with a win before, and then they lost the next fifteen. That was a couple of years ago. Um, so I will go ahead and agree with you. Too soon. Jacksonville will come away with the upset on the road. Jimmy G. I will pick the Jaguars, but um, Ooh, across the board, but. Will the stadium hold itself so it doesn't collapse on players walking out of the building? Time will tell. We're going to move on to the next one. Next one on the list, the top of my list. We're going to go Saints at Falcons. The uh, Saints are coming in on the road as five-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, The Falcons can either be really bad or... I could see them being kind of decent. They have some... Like sneaky good. But not, not sneaky good, sneaky decent. Like, you know, they'll get up to maybe six or seven wins. Like, a lot of people are just thinking, like, they might win, you know, three to four. I don't know. Um, the Saints, like, for something like this, if you're a gambling person, I think I would take the Falcons on the points. Because division games, I think, can, and I'm I, the Saints are a big question mark to me. I could see them being very good or very bad. I, I don't know. Their defense is solid. Jameis is the question, big question mark on the team. Um, but with... Straight up win loss. I will take the New Orleans Saints. You know, man, I'm I'm going to tell you right now. Even with the spread at five and a half, I'm going to put like my money down to this one as well. I think they actually cover the five and a half point spread. All right. Um, I think the Saints are going to come in there. I, I think the Saints. Are, we've talked about this earlier in the podcast. I think the Saints are a much better team than what people are giving credit for, especially with Alvin Kamara probably playing the entire season right now. Probably. With a suspension looming. Yeah. Michael Thomas coming back. Alave looking great in the preseason by this point. Jameis didn't look bad when he played for the Saints before he got injured. So I don't see how that defense got too much worse. I mean, they, they did trade away uh, Gardner Johnson uh, by this point, um, which is going to hurt their secondary a little bit. But... I, I don't believe that defense is incredibly worse than what they were last year. And with Jameis behind the helm, uh, Alvin Kamara, Olave, and fucking Michael Thomas back, man. I got to take the Saints on this one. And I'm back? taking the is, points. Is he back? Is Michael Thomas back? He's back. Allegedly. Allegedly. He, he's, he's had like some minor injury that had to sit out the week or something. Okay. Well, who are you picking, uh, Mr. Statboy? I am going to pick a Saints win, but they will not cover the five and a half. There you go. All right, I got uh, next game on the list. 
We have Jimmy G's 49ers traveling to the Windy City to take on the Bears. Uh, right now they have the 49ers at seven-point favorites. I think the Bears are going to be terrible this year. And I think San Francisco goes in there and just shuts down whatever offense the Bears has. And it, like they'll probably score a couple defensive touchdowns. You should have uh, drafted them in your fantasy league, everybody. Um, I will definitely take a the 49ers with a... Easy, easy win week one. Will you take the points on that one too? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll take seven. Points. I'll take seven points. Isn't the Bears defense supposed to be somewhat decent? They're somewhat decent, but if like Justin Fields outside of what Mooney, he's got no one to throw to. I I am very, very low. I'm very low on the Bears. Yeah, I keep hearing they're the worst team. So I, I I agree with you, man. I think the Bears might be the worst team in the NFL. I, I don't think they are the worst team. I think there's another team out there that, that is that. Um, but I'm going to say I, I think the Niners are going to go in there. I think they're going to run their offense. It all depends on Trey Lance, right? We all discussed this earlier on yeah. today. Um, I think the Niners do take this game. Um, I don't know if I take the spread. All right. It's your funeral. And uh, you're going to go with that homer pick, Jimmy? I'm going with the homer pick, including the points. I'll beat him by at least seven. Oh, yeah. That'll be a good one. All right, we're going to go to we got a divisional matchup in this one. Uh, the Steelers traveling to Cincinnati, taking on the AFC champion Bengals. Uh, they are going to come in at six-and-a-half-point underdogs, the Steelers are. Again, for a divisional game, I mean, this seems a little – this is – a pretty high spread for me. That's like, a lot of points. That is a lot of points in the NFL, and with uh, Steelers defense is still going to be what they what they are. Like they're going to be a good defense. I I like the Bengals to win this game. However, I think it's going to be closer than that six and a half we're seeing right now. So I'm going to say, um, based off the preseason that I've watched, uh, I mean even. You know, Mason Rudolph looked decent uh, so far, but uh, Pickett and um, uh, what's his face, Mitch Trubisky, have actually looked pretty good so far uh, in this offseason. I think the Steelers are actually going to be a better team than what people are giving credit for. Uh, once again, Mike Tomlin has a longest streak right now of not having a losing season. Um, so I don't believe that the Steelers are going to be as bad as you know one of the worst, like one of the worst five teams in in the league. Um, it's hard with the division game. Uh, that stadium is going to be bumping. I've been to that stadium. I think you have. I have as well. well. Uh, you know they're going to be ready for the Steelers. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals, uh, but I will not take the points of that one. How about you, Jimmy? We're going to do another clean sweep of one team. Um, I am picking the Bengals to win by that point spread. Oh, at least Jimmy liking the blowout. What do we got next? We got the Eagles. Traveling to the Motor City to take on the Lions. The Lions are another team that's, uh, you know, historically bad. I mean, they still have Jared Goff as their quarterback, but people are like, they, they, with all the the drafts and the moves they've made in the offseason, people are talking about them winning seven, eight, nine. I've even seen one prediction ten games and getting in as a wild card. I think that sounds crazy. Um, and the Eagles are. From what I've heard, they might be the front runners to win uh, the NFC East right now. I mean, it's kind of between them and the Cowboys, it seems. But that division is still pretty terrible. Um, Four-point favorites to Philadelphia. I'm going to... I don't know. This is this is kind of a tough one for me. I think I'm going to go with the Eagles. At four points, though, I'm, I'm going to go with like a game-winning field goal or something. So four points, it'll be under that four-point spread. But I'll take, I'll take Philly. 
Alright, so I was I remember we mentioned it like one of the first weeks of the thing when they talked about the dream team. It was Vince Young is the one that said it when they got Michael Vick and they got all those players and yada yada uh, for the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles had a great offseason uh, this year. Uh, and great I, draft too. And I believe sometimes that just doesn't work out for you mm-hmm. in the long run. Um, this is a make or break year for Jalen Hurts, right? Um, and I do believe that he will be a solid quarterback, especially fantasy-wise, like going through the season. However, um, I think the Lions are coming off with the hard knocks. Like they're they're feeling good. Like I'm feeling them, man. I've, I've been watching hard knocks. I don't know if you've been watching hard knocks at all. I'm feeling them right now, man. I want to run through a wall for these coaches. They got Deuce Staley as their running backs coach by this point. Like I want to run through a fucking wall for those coaches. You know what? Week one in Detroit. I'm taking the Lions as an upset. Hey yo! Whoa, whoa! I like wow. it. I like you're it. Drinking I the Kool Aid. I like it. You gonna uh, you gonna go with that upset, Jimmy, or what do you got? Um, no, Harley. I think the Eagles will win by at least that four. Do you happen to know who the Lions' backup quarterback is now? Because they got rid of Blau. They got rid of the other guy. I thought it was pronounced Blow. Blow. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Yeah. But um, it's a Nate Sutfeld who was on the 49ers. Oh, isn't that a he was fun story? Today or yesterday, I forget what it was. But he's the backup to Jared Goff. Goff. But yeah, Eagles win by four. All right, let's go on. We're still in. A, we're gonna go over all these. Uh, well, 10 a.m. games um, on the West Coast. This will be your 1, 1 p.m. games on the East. So still at those 10 a.m. games, we have got another divisional matchup. We got Patriots at Dolphins. Miami, mm. the home team, has a three-point favorite. Currently with the Patriots. Mac Jones, I don't know about that guy. He's so... I mean, nobody thought anything about Tom Brady when he first started. Like, he was just winning. Uh, but it's, I don't know. The Patriots, you still got Belichick. You still got a good defense. The Dolphins have one of the best uh, wide receiver cores in the NFL. But is Tua going to get him the ball? Can Tua throw it far enough to them? Can Tua do anything? He can certainly underthrow Tyreek Hill. He'll forget to throw him, but uh, I mean, he's going from Mahomes to Tua. It's three-point favorites. Miami always plays uh, the Patriots pretty tough, especially in Miami, back when the Brady was still there, the Tom Brady. I think we've all heard of him. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Dolphins will prevail at home and beat their division foes. I got Dolphins. Uh, I'm actually with the Dolphins as well. I think the the Patriots and the huge step back. I I don't believe in Mac Jones. Uh, I don't think he's that great of a quarterback right now. Um, I I think the Dolphins have enough weapons uh, on their on both sides of the ball to actually be able to do something. Uh, I'm definitely taking the Dolphins, and I will take three points. Yeah, I will take the Dolphins too. Did you happen to see the uh, playoff game and where um, Patriots and Raiders were? Mac Jones threw a pick, and there were at least six Raiders around the receiver he was intending. He threw it directly to the linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Like the linebacker didn't even move from his position; he just sat there. And there were like six Matt or five Jones defensive backs, like five just, of his stare yeah. downs, and well, he just threw. You remember right that the game that they won? The Patriots beat the Bills when it was really windy, and what? Uh, I think Mac Jones completed two passes that game, two, two or three passes for like eight yards. Yeah, there was just it was they maybe just three ran attempts the entire time. Uh, that was something else. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, still in those early games, Ravens travel to East Rutherford to take on the Jets. Uh, Baltimore comes in at seven point favorites. I think that says it all. I mean, seven points in the NFL is a lot. Um, I don't think they will have any issues covering that. Uh, the game might be over at halftime. Jets. 
I don't know. The Jets have some decent players on offense. Can Isn't this Zach a Joe Wilson? Flacco revenge game? Oh, yeah. Is Joe Flacco starting or is uh, the MILF Hunter starting? MILF Hunter will not be starting. Okay, so. Four weeks or so. Yeah, uh, it's going to be Ravens. This game might be over with after the first quarter. So, no revenge for Joe Flacco. Absolutely not. So, I I think the Jets are going to come out. I think they're going to try and do with the goo. It's still a Jets fan, and I know I'm a Jags fan. I don't have a lot of legs to stand on this one, but um, I, I will say. I absolutely believe that the Ravens are going to be a dominant team in the AFC this year. Um, I think they're out for blood. I think after last season, without you know doing what they wanted to do, I think this is going to be a year. Uh, it's Lamar Jackson's contract year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Ravens are on a mission this year. Uh, seven points. I'll I'll take seven points and still take the Ravens by this point. Hundred percent. I'm a Going to assume you also like the Ravens there, Jimmy. Yeah, that's this is pretty much a bloodbath. This is one of the bloodbath game. Worst. I mean, worst as far as how tip, like opposite both teams are. Uh, what do we got next? We got the uh, Colts traveling to Houston. Uh, this is actually the largest point spread for Week One at eight points. Eight points for the Colts. Um, Texans. I mean. They got their rookie running back they're really high on. I mean, will Davis Mills, you know, progress and take the next step forward? Uh, we shall see. But uh, the, like the Jets and Ravens, I feel like the Colts are just going to go in there. I know it's in a divisional game, but I don't know. The Texans are just garbage. I think Colts have their way with them. Um, Jonathan Taylor is going to come out and just run all over them. We'll get to see Matt Ryan out there. Matt Ryan can throw the ball. I guess he can put it wherever he wants, as what one of his uh, receivers said. Uh, so yeah, I like the Colts to uh, to show up and dominate. Definitely fewer passes at the goal line. I uh, yeah. I definitely uh, I mean there's there's no really question on this one. We just pass over it. Uh, the Colts are going to come in there and just absolutely destroy the Texans. Uh, the Texans might be the worst team in the league. Uh, I'm taking the points as well on this one. I actually think I'll take the Colts, but not the points. All right. Jimmy's going to keep it close. Keep it close. Uh, and then our final, I saved this one for last on purpose, final game of the uh, the morning games, we have the Cleveland Browns traveling to the Carolina Panthers, the big Baker Mayfield revenge game. Uh, Carolina, right now, two-point favorites in this game at home. I, I think Baker Mayfield is going to, I mean, he might have the best game of his career in this game. I think he is going to light them up. He is going to be... Playing with one of the biggest chips on anyone's shoulders, he just he he has to just hate everything about Cleveland. I think the Panthers go out there, punch him in the mouth, and come away with the win at home. Keep I got, pounding. I got a uh, Baker Mayfield for uh, three touchdowns, probably two seventy-five by this point. Um, He'll run one in. He he might run. He might have four touchdowns in this game. Who knows yeah. how it's going to go? Uh, but. I think the Panthers come out, make their statement. Once again, I believe the Panthers will be a wild card team this year. Uh, and I Oof. think this is where it starts. And I think Baker Mayfield having that chip on his shoulder coming out, starting the season off right against the Browns. They might lose the next game after that uh, with a letdown from emotion. But there's no way Baker Mayfield loses against the Cleveland Browns. Not going to happen. It's his team now because Darnold's hurt for how about six weeks for now? I mean, even if Darnold was healthy, is he yeah. gonna was he gonna take he, it over? You can't see my air quotes. Oh uh, yeah, I'm doing hurt. Hurt over there. Yeah. 
Uh, what about you, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm definitely picking the Panthers. I am a little shocked how close it is. I mean, yeah, I guess it's a small spread. It's pretty small. I mean, Cleveland does have a, a solid defense. Uh, yeah, they have a good team outside of Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, well, Mari Cooper, that's their, their yeah. wide receiver threat. Yeah, I'm not big on their wide receivers either. They got their run game. They got Njoku. Yeah, I don't know who who else is on that team. Peoples Jones. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's a number two. And, of course, two very good running backs in Cleveland. But, I don't know. Uh, We're moving on. We got the afternoon games. I'm going to start off with my... uh, It's Packer week. We got Packers coming in to Minneapolis taking on the Vikings. Uh, Packers losing a lot of uh, talent on the offense. They're going to be relying on... Uh, Lazard, is that who it is? And some rookie. Uh, they're two-point favorites going to Minneapolis. I, The Vikings are winning this division this year. You hear it here first. They will win this division, and they're going to start it off by destro- not destroying. They're just they're going to beat the Packers. We'll see how their new defense looks. Um, I think the defense, Mike Zimmer was becoming a little too predictable at the end of the year. Um, I like the new scheme they got, the players they've added. And we got uh, Daniil Hunter coming back from injury. I like the Vikings in week one. Homer pick. Uh, is it a homer pick? I mean, so at the end of the day, like it's still Aaron Rodgers on this side of the ball. Aaron Rodgers is fantastic at being able to work with whatever he's got to work with. And speaking mean, to your manager. Tom, Tom Brady has done it, you know, in, in Cleveland. Uh, sorry, in New England. Um, you, you have Aaron Rodgers, you know, the two-time defending MVP of the NFL right now coming into uh, Minnesota. But I do believe what you're saying. I believe in the Vikings' new offense. I believe in their defense by this point. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings. Nice. I'm going to take uh, that it's going to come down to a field goal at the end uh, of the game. I hate kickers. I think it's going to be I think Will it's you be hate very this close. year's kicker? Uh, well, it's the same one we had last year, so but time I, will tell. But I will take the Vikings in this game. All right. I will pick the Vikings as well. Hey, but, look at that. But, but, but Rodgers but. might go to the Percocet maybe at halftime. Hey, you know what? He's got to do... Or the ayahuasca. Yeah, one of those two. But it's all legal when Karen Rodgers does it. Oh, we got a lot to, like, just straight across the board. We're all picking the same here. This is our first time doing our picks together, so we're just, you know... Also, I'm not sure I'm good at picks, so who knows? Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, the next game, we have the New York... Football Giants traveling to Nashville to take on the Titans. Uh, Titans are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Um, Again, I'm not sold on either quarterback in this game. I mean, I think Tannehill has relied heavily on the run game, and you saw how they kind of... I mean, they weren't nearly as good when Henry went down. Uh, The Giants, I mean, they're still going with Daniel Jones. I mean, uh, can Barkley stay healthy, all this stuff? I, I can see the Giants... Keeping it closer than five and a half, but the Tennessee Titans will win this game in the long run. So I will say Tennessee under five and a half. Uh, so I don't believe the Titans are going to be good this year at all. Um, but I don't believe the Giants are going to be good at all <laughs> this year. So uh, I think the Titans will easily handle this game. I'm going to take the points on this one. All right. Um, Do you know who the Giants' backup quarterback is? Tyrod Taylor. He got hurt in the, a little bit in the last game. Not by the doctor, but... Maybe the Giants will see Jimmy G later this year. Um, that's a place I originally thought he might get traded to, but yeah. So who do you, oh, you got in this game? Um, definitely, well, mm. I will probably pick the Titans, but I'm not... Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll cover the five and a half. All right. Another clean sweep across the board. Titans 
all day. Next one, it's kind of an interesting matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be coming into Arizona, taking on the Cardinals. Where are, uh, the Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. I mean, Mahomes, I know he lost Tyreek Hill, but Mahomes versus Murray, I'm going to take Mahomes all day. And I don't know how how great the Cardinals' defense is. Um, I could see him just throwing it all over the place. You know, they picked up Juju Smith-Schuster. They got uh, that rookie, uh, Sky Moore. Who's, Sky Moore. Whatever it is. Uh, I, yeah, Chiefs go in there, cover that spread, Kansas City. Cover the spread. I don't know if they cover the spread. Um, I'm, I'm much higher on the Cardinals than probably any, like anyone else in the room right now. Probably. Um, probably. Yeah. I still think the Chiefs take this game. But I believe that it won't be the four and a half point spread. I allow your opinion. I'll allow it, Travis. I agree. I think it's a butt kicker field goal. That's the that's the difference. Butt the kicker. Butt kicker. All right, we are going through the final afternoon game. This is a good one. The last time these two played, it was probably the best game, at least the best regular season game of the year. The Yates coming into Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are going to be three point favorites. Um, I, it's this is going to be. I think it's going to be a great game. This is going to be one of the best games of Week One. Maybe of the uh, year. Too. Eh, we'll see. It, it really could be. It, it is. Yeah. It's. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers in this one, but it's it, this one is a. I'm only taking. Yeah, I'm taking them because of the home team. I know they don't have any fans, but that'll actually be probably majority Raider fans. Um, I'm still going to take the Chargers. I think. Um, I'm pretty much going to take uh, Herbert over Carr. Like. Herbert's the much better quarterback, and his weapons. I know they just got uh, Devonte Adams over there in Las Vegas, but I do like the Chargers uh, throwing up just a few more points than the Raiders will. Well, Fernando, I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. All right. Actually, um, wow. I think uh, Carr and the Adams connection is going to be huge this year. I think it's going to be one of the biggest things. If you haven't drafted these guys in fantasy football, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, can't believe he slid to me in the bottom of the second round yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. other day. But what I'm saying is, is I think the Raiders are set up. The Chargers always end up losing those like tight games against the teams that they should be. I was a Charger fan for almost 30 years by that point. Um, these are the games the Chargers lose, right? They might win in Las Vegas when they go there, stuff like that. But at home, under the lights, in the stadium, ready to go doing their thing, they're going to lose this game. So I'm going Raiders. Raiders. How about Um, you? I'm going to pick the Chargers, but they will win by three. And then we will have some old guy come out at the very end that Fernando and I will ask again, who the hell is that? Here's some booze. Then we realize it's Dean Spanos. Fuck Dean Spanos. (laughs) All right, we are on to Sunday night football. First Sunday night game. All right, thank you, Travis. Uh, we have the Tampa Bay or the Tampa Brady Buccaneers. Tampon Bay Brady's. Uh, they come in to Dallas. The Cowboys, one and a half point favorites. Dallas is one of those teams, you know, they made some adjustments. They just lost their left tackle probably for the year. He had a injury during practice. Um, the Cowboys are, they're always, they always seem to let you down if you're a Cowboy fan. 
Uh, they might they'll put up those points. They'll uh, they'll they're in a weak division, so you think they should just run away with it, but they never seem to just put it all together. I mean, I like Dak. Uh, their running attack should be uh, should be great. I mean, they got pretty much two number one running backs, and but uh, I'm taking I'm taking Tom Brady all day every day. They played Week One last year under the lights. Uh, I think it was the Thursday night game, first game of the year, and uh, it was a great one. But again, Tampa Bay uh, just snuck it out at the end. I like the Buccaneers. It should be a good game, though. I'm looking forward to this one. You know, one of the things that I was think about football, right? Uh, there's a lot of things you don't do. I mean, like you don't run up the score, um, like you don't taunt too much or anything like that. That's what uh, kind of the unwritten rules of football. Uh, one of the unwritten rules of football is never underestimate Tom Brady when he gets pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, he took some time off. Maybe it was for the mass Singer, as Andrew brought up you know, <laughs> yes, early in the week. When are we going to learn that, um, if he's the mass Singer or not? But the fact that like they brought Tom Brady back and people are like, why did you take time away from football? Like, what were you doing? Tom Brady's answer was like, I'm a 45-year-old fucking man by this point. Like, I mean, like, he's old. He's doing his thing. But I still trust him. He's the number one rated, like, like player on the top, the NFL Top 100 from the NFL Network. Voted on by his peers. At 45 years old. At number 45 one. At the quote was he has shit to do. He's got shit to do, though. Yeah, that's the only curse word he used in that sentence. So all I'm all I'm thinking right now with Tom Brady is that people question him for not being there. Keep people question that he wasn't around the training camps and everything like that. Yeah, Tom Brady at 45 years old doesn't need to be around training camp. No, Tom Brady at 45 years old doesn't need to be taking reps in preseason. No, so Tom for, Tom Brady at 45 years old doesn't need a pre-camp, uh, like anything like that. To come in week one and show some dominance, I don't think this game is going to be that close. I think the Cowboys will be a good game. Uh, they'll, they'll be solid through the rest of the season. But Tom Brady, man, I'm not doubting him week one right now. He's coming out making a statement. How about you, Jimmy the Stat Boy? Who are, we, uh, who are you leaning on? Well, based on – that's very good info there. But um, I feel like – I think this is the year Tom Brady starts to show signs of wear and tear. And you think it's going to start week one? He's going to. Um, I feel like this game will be competitive, but I feel like it might be low scoring. Okay. Um, I feel like Brady's going to get sacked at least five times because that offensive line is in shambles. Um, I feel like there's something like there's his lack of practice. I, I've seen him play. He but doesn't need practice. I feel like there's some for some reason that's gonna be, there's gonna be an upset like Cowboys. So you're going Cowboys? I'm gonna go with Cowboys because I mm, feel look like look at Jimmy the Staple. That offensive line is not gonna protect Brady this year. There's something like up with that a line. He's gonna. Um, he's, yeah. We are on the final game of Week One Monday Night Football. Another revenge game. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos travel up to Seattle. Uh, take on the Seahawks. Uh, is it Geno Smith or Drew Locke? I mean, does it matter? It's Geno it Smith. Oh, uh, gross. Uh, I am definitely going. I would have said resting gross. Resting eye suck face. Uh, we got the Denver Broncos. I don't think this is going to be close. It's six and a half points. I don't think Denver will have a problem uh, running up that score and just, again, destroying them. I like the Broncos handily. Uh, Javante Williams will probably have three touchdowns and 120 yards. 
One of my biggest problems that I've had with Monday Night Football for the past few years is, I mean, it's set, right? So right. Like, you know, pre-season, you can't flex Monday Night Games. You can't games. flex Monday Night Games, which you should be able to do eventually because sometimes I, you just get some real dogs of a game. Yeah. Well, a lot of it, too, is, you know, because the traveling. They all travel there. Like, on Sunday, they can change the Sunday game from, you know, day to night. And, they okay, we're, we're already traveling there that week. For Monday night, I think it's a little different. Um, it can be a disadvantage for both teams because then they're coming off of a short week. Are you mansplaining why they can't flex Monday night? I am mansplaining why you cannot flex Monday night football. Mansplaining. Um, so I, I get it, man. I, I understand it. Uh, I think that sometimes the NFL looks at things like this and, you know, with what, uh, you know, Mr. Fucknuts uh, come back and playing the Houston Texans by this point in week 11, like it's not going to be a good game. Um, but. At the end of the day, the Broncos Seahawks, whatever they had on the billet for it, maybe they're hoping that Seattle will pick up a quarterback. Maybe something like that would happen. Seattle's still got a good team, I think, all around. Uh, they got the receivers. I, I like Rashad Penny. Uh, I don't know if Gamewell's going to be playing, uh, or Walker is going to be playing uh, with his uh, hernia injury and everything like that. Uh, the defense is still pretty solid by this point. Are they? I think they're going to try and put up a fight. I, I just don't see the Broncos losing this game at, at any point. Yeah, no. Um, so I think this is going to be one of the things that Russell Wilson is going to go out there, put on a show, um, utilize the receivers and the tight ends. Um, the running game, I think Melvin, Ingram, uh, Melvin Gordon and uh, Javante Williams are going to both rush for 1,000 yards this season. I'm going to say it right now. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I think Russell Wilson comes out there. This is going to be one of the games that you look at on Tuesday – uh, with the you know the armchair quarterbacks, they're gonna be like the Broncos are the real deal and blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, yeah. I mean like, after people, after a game against Seattle, I don't think too many people will be saying people that. be jerking them off, man. Like Russell Wilson looks like he's back to Super Bowl form and yada yada. Blah, blah. Like it, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Uh, the Broncos win this game handily, but it doesn't define their season. Absolutely not. Don't forget. Who's broadcasting this game and will be all over Russell Wilson probably? Mr. Uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. First time calling Monday Night Football. Yes. I've got, assuming you're taking the Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos at least six. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up for us here at uh, Double Doinks and Sackles. We've man- mansplained enough to you today. We got our picks in. Let us know what you think. Follow us, uh, share our content, let us know why you love and or hate us. We'd love to hear the feedback. At the end of the day, man, uh, just stoked that football is actually starting to happen. Oh, I can't wait. September's um, here, and we're ready to spend 10 hours every Sunday this watching is, football. This is my Christmas. Uh, this is my Thanksgiving. This is every single holiday mixed up in one. Uh, I cannot wait. Um, for those of you that have not drafted yet, uh, hit us up if you want to. Uh, we'll give you whatever opinions we have. doesn't matter. Uh, it's not like I made six championships or anything like that. Um, but at the end of the day, happy football. Happy football to all y'all. You know what, Fernando? We are going to go to Conference Picks real fast because I'm going to tell you right now. All right. Uh, who are your conference title picks and your Super Bowl pick? Uh, conference title pick. Again, this is uh, early in the season. If I'm going to pick a conference uh, the conference. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs getting back to the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs. Um, a lot of people are undermining them a bit. They got rid of Tyreek, but and they kind of had a down year for the Mahomes era. Uh, but I'm gonna take the Chiefs 
And I think they will go up against... Uh, I know I can't say the Vikings, but... No, you can. Um, you know what? Let's go rematch with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Who the Chiefs play? I just said Tom in Brady. No, in, in the conference. Oh, engine. the Buffalo Bills. Okay. And I who? think they go into Buffalo because Buffalo will be the one seed, and, and I think they upset them. Who will Brady play? Brady will play, we'll say the Minnesota Vikings. Right, well. Vikings will uh, win that division. Get a couple playoff. Kirk Cousins got his first playoff win a few years ago. He'll get a couple more this year, and then you know, shit the bed in the conference championship game. All right, I'm going uh, NFC. I'm going Vikings versus Bucks. Ooh. Uh, AFC. I'm going Bills versus Bengals. Uh, Super Bowl. I'm going Bucks versus the Bills with the Bucks winning. I like it. Buffalo will be the third team then to lose five Super Bowls. A little side note for you guys. All right, are we wrapping it up now? Let's wrap you this thing up. You want to hear up. what I say? Oh, yeah, we got Jimmy the Stat Boy. Let's, uh, let's listen to what he has to say. <laughs> this is definitely not right. Um, I have the Bills beating the Chiefs in the conference championship. They will play the Bucks, who beat the Eagles in the conference championship. The Eagles, yowzas. <laughs> and the Bills will win it all. That is all right. my not Irons clap pick. Well, there you go. You've heard it here first. Yeah. Eagles in the NFC championship game. All right. Well, if that happens... Much respect. Well, at the end of the day, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys again for this week. Uh, sorry it's been so long. Uh, hopefully it won't be too much longer after that. Happy football, Eve. Oh, happy we football. We will, see us, we will see you weekly after next week. Because we're, uh, you know, we'll get our weekly one. And we're going to get these picks in for you every week. So uh, we might be out of town one week, but we're still going to get the, we're still going to record all this. Oh, I can't wait for our, our, our remote recording it'll be great in october at um, the end of the day this has been double doinks and sackles mansplaining football so you don't have to my name is travis i'm fernando this is jimmy g the stat boy over here hello thank you guys so much for listening have a great week we'll see you next time <laughs>